Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Troyuationary Podcast, and I'm your host, Kenzie. Remember, whether you're a revolutionary or a visionary, always sprinkle a little trill in it and think of me. That looks like I'm rolling, huh? Like I'm getting ready to roll. Well, I guess relax. Yeah, I'll take that. I'm not endorsing anything, by the way. Anyway, hope you guys have been doing well. It's been a lot. Still, um, I just want to say my advice to everybody at this very moment is to try to find a sense of calmness um, within yourself or in a hobby or something because it's still a lot of extra pent-up aggression. Maybe that's just me with the aggression or just energy. I'm glad I got to talk to my therapist Monday because I think I might have had a, a Angela Bassett moment in setting it off somewhere. But I love my therapist, and she talked me down because she checked me. Um, couple of things in the news that's kind of been getting on my nerves. Um, you guys, for this voting thing, yes, it's true what the that guy and his friends are doing with your mail delivery it's literally happening if you are one of those people who have to vote by mail or get your stuff ahead of time and bring it to the polling place and hand it in to vote because we cannot guarantee that they're going to pick it up in time because of all the other logistics that they're cutting back on and um, or just simply pulling out machines. It's going great. So do what you have to do. Um, I know a lot, a lot of people have mixed feelings about Kamala, um, Miss Harris. I think it's pretty crazy that we're in 2020 and we're still saying like we're getting like the first black woman this or the first black this even though technically she would be the second but the second like america's pretty old you know but um my thoughts are camilla um i'm excited to see a black woman however i don't like the i guess just being i'm in america as a black woman i don't want her to have to be the work mule of this campaign or, you know, in her in her position of being a VP. I just don't want her to have to do a lot of the dirty work, her having to deliver whatever horrible news, things like that. I just don't want to see that because I see that so much among black women. And I know that people are going to be extra hard on her just like they are already because she simply is a black woman. Um... I just want her, my own, my biggest wish is that I just want her from the criticism previously from when she was running, I just want her to take the critiques and the the positive criticism that people gave her on certain topics. I want her to take that, you know, 
break it down, process it. And if she has to Dr. Seuss it out to Joe, I'm good. But Dr. Seuss it up for him, you know, to where he can grasp it and we can and y'all can come together and make this um better. I don't know. It's kind of scary. I feel like it's kind of awkward for black people because we're always we are always in the situation of damned if we do, damned if we don't. Um, Kamala, uh, I mean, maybe we'll be able to get. I mean, I know if people do what they're supposed to do, we'll actually have a pandemic team again. We might have some jobs for people. Those positions will get filled again. You know, the that guy in his closet that's empty and it's been empty for four years that you want to blame somebody that's been out of office for that long as to why it's closed, why it's empty. You know, it'll be refilled again. Yes. So those are just my random thoughts about some of the, the ish that's going on. Um... Oh, I also will say, Omarosa graduated from Howard. Herman Cain went to Morehouse. I just say that to say that I also want black people and people of color to know the difference between skin folk and kin folk. Because, yeah, you get it. But... Do what you have to do. Uh, just continue to have hope. And like this older lady told me <laughs> earlier this week, we going to pray that away. We going <laughs> to pray it away. And yes, she was in the car like this. We going to pray it away. Um, And she told me, she was like, we told that man to leave y'all alone. Talking about the post up. We told that man to leave y'all alone. We're going to pray that away. <laughs> so, you know, do what you have to do. Find a way to be grounded. If you're like me and live in an apartment and can't physically walk barefooted and ground it and get grounded, hug a tree. It's not no hippie-ish. It's real. <laughs> Hug a tree if you just need to feel grounded. Um, and that's my advice for now. But moving on, I do have a guest today. I'm really excited. She's one of my besties. I love her a lot. She is super genuine, and she's so freaking sweet. She's so freaking genuine, and I care about her so much that when people do bad things or say bad things about her, I want to fight them. But I know, like, I can't fight everybody. But she know I'm a rider, and she know that I appreciate her from just from being herself. And uh, I'm tearing up. Because, <laughs> because I really do love my friends, and I really do uh, love you. And, you know, I, in times like this, we have to have people that we really appreciate. And I really appreciate you. Well, uh, like, I really do. And I know I just saw you like last week, but I really do appreciate you. But ladies and gentlemen, I would like to bring um, my bestie, Crystal. Woo! Yay! 
talk to you because, um, you know, I've kind of been talking to different groups of my friends um, and their experience with like this whole Corona thing. So, you know, like I spoke to Ivor about being a mom and an entrepreneur and having to balance that. And then we had teachers, CPS workers, things like that. And you are an expecting mommy. Yes. In this time of Dorona. And so I just wanted to get feedback from you because this is happening in real time. And yeah. you're damn near due uh, almost like tomorrow. So <laughs> Yes. We had an ultrasound today. Just found out he's seven pounds and ten ounces. And I still have a few more weeks to go. You said what now? He weighs seven pounds and ten ounces already. Is he the biggest? Is that normal for you? Or is he the biggest that? I mean, Christian was six pounds, three ounces when he was born. Jonah and Noah both were eight pounds, seven ounces. So if I have two more weeks to go, <laughs> he's going to gain a pound, you know, each week. So you he's probably going to come a little bit earlier. So, Are you going to do that natural? Well, I'll probably get induced because I'm not going to. I don't think I'll be able to go to 40 weeks because he'll be 10 pounds by then. That's like a water. Mm-mm. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff going on down there. <laughs> <laughs> In there and down there. Yeah. Uh, so, like, have the doctors and stuff, like, told you, like, how how everything is going to go within the hospital? And, like... Yeah. And, and this time around, it's just a little more uh, concerning because Emory is the only one can, that can be with... Well, only one person can be with me. Aww. And... My mom actually is around this time, so she was kind of one too, but he was like, hey, she had a chance. This is baby number four. <laughs> so I have to respect that. So yeah, he'll be able to come, but if he leaves, he won't be able to come back. So so if, if he stays, so he, so he has to stay, like stay, stay. Yeah, he, he pretty much has to camp out, you know, the length of the time I'm there. If not, they won't let him back. Wow. I mean, it so makes, that's a I, lot different this time around. Yeah. So the boys won't be able to see anything or. Oh, mm-hmm. no. And I know they're excited. Yeah. And another, I mean, other than the pandemic that's going on, you know, I'm also working and expecting. So. And we had something. a. And we had a scare previously because yes, we did. you were, uh, even though your job is, could be com- remotely. Yes, it can be done remotely. Everything I do can be done remotely pretty much other than unloading boxes right. of supplies that I've ordered, which anybody can verify in person at the office. Uh, one of the teachers that came in had it. Didn't have any symptoms, but we interacted with each other and we did practice the social distancing and wear the mask. But as a precaution, I had to quarantine, which was kind of unnerving to be pregnant and having to worry about that right now with kids at home who I had to send away. Right. Until I got my results. So it's just a different time this time around in my pregnancy, you know, being pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, I know, like, when we got that text, we were just like, ah, who 
prison and why did they do that and what what can we do you know and it was yeah. and it was really it was it's definitely kind of helpless yeah because it, it's like a waiting game you have to wait and see and that's the part that that ex- makes you extremely anxious but you don't want to freak out because you do you are you know where have to worry about a whole another human being at this point mm-hmm. so what do you feel what does black motherhood look like to you well i think it looks like many things but in my specific case you know i'm a black mother you know i have three young black men you know boys that'll grow up to be black men and me and Emery have been in a long-term relationship for the past 11 years so i think you know our situation is unique because usually you know in our generation in our age group a lot of people have had you know multiple you know partners or multiple kids from different people or maybe not have kids at all a lot of us are waiting longer and longer to have kids you know and live in life so i feel like my situation is unique now but back in the day it wouldn't be so you know because you know nuclear families were pretty standard right so i feel like a lot of times when people see me out with the kids they automatically assume i'm a single mom i have multiple baby daddies you know or i'm taking care of the kids by myself i'm struggling it's just pretty much an assumption and I get a lot of looks if I, you know, take the kids to lunch so Emery can sleep in because he's worked overnight. You know, I get the, oh, you, you know, you must be so busy or you're so strong or, you know, and, and it's just kind of, it's patronizing rather than being a compliment. Very much. You know, where, you know what space is coming from. Yeah. Or you get the glares like, oh, look at her. She got all these kids and she pregnant again. And, you know, she got like three or four baby daddies. Like, that's just kind of irritating to me because ma- it makes me not even don't want to take know my, my life, right? But it's like, <laughs> you don't know my life, though. Yes. Mind your business. Yeah, it, it's just a little irritating. But I mean, I love it. I love being a mother. I love my babies. I love, you know, doing all of the things that I wanted to do growing up as a child, you know, seeing on TV, you know people doing crafts you know I'm into crafts and stuff that's my thing and you know cooking Noah's into food now so we'll go to the the farm on highway six and buy fresh produce and he'll help me clean and cut everything up uh, Christians you know into pipe cleaners are just like their number one thing right now for some reason they got a room full of toys but I buy a one dollar pack of pipe cleaners and it's just going down like they just like it's lit <laughs> so it's it's pipe cleaner people and animals everywhere. And Jonah is really into dinosaurs. So they all have like their different things that they're into right now. And I love to see them grow and, you know, see their different personalities and who they're becoming. And I'm nervous to see this, uh, who this new baby's going to be. Cause I feel like we got a lot of people already in the house. So <laughs> it's a lot of personalities and attitudes. Yeah. We already used to so and he better make room he gonna be coming through yes (laughs) um so do you feel like what was your view on motherhood when you were like a young adult so i would say maybe like in college versus now 
So in college, I really didn't see myself being a mother until I was older, probably in my 30s, like right now. Mm -hmm. I saw myself probably starting a family, you know, at this time. You know, when I was in college, I was like, you know, I got a lot of siblings. I'm the oldest. I've been raising kids for a long time. You know, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to, you know, travel. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But I I don't regret being a mom. Like, Mm -hmm. I had Christian when I was 23. So, I mean, I was pretty young, but you know, not as young as a lot of our, our peers that <laughs> no shade that have kids and I mean it's no because now that kids are heading towards school and can baby siblings trying to have a newborn. So whatever is what it is. You know, when I was in college I, I didn't see myself, you know, being a mom early on, but I don't regret it. What is with corona and with the climate of, I mean, Black Lives Matter, they always have mattered. Yes. Um, like, what are, like, your biggest concerns, like, right now as a mom? So, it's just so gimmicky right now um, with the, you know, Black Lives Matter. I feel like it's more gimmicky than anything. Mm-hmm. And... Me and Emery are really honest with our kids about what's going on. We explain to them on their level, of course, you know, their level of understanding what's going on in the world. You know, you see how me and Christian talk. He mm-hmm. asked about what, what did he ask about, you know, what did how, he? how the Europeans came over and, yes. you know, <laughs> if it wasn't, if it was more, you know, he was like, if it was more natives than it was them, then how was they able to take over? Like we have those type of real conversations with them and he's eight. So I just hate that, you know, right now, you know, while they're growing up in it, it's more gimmicky than a real cultural change. Mm-hmm. Even though it is moving towards, you know, cultural change in this climate, but I just feel like everybody's kind of bandwagoning it. Like Nickelodeon, like the things that they would be affected by would be like, you know, the cartoon channels or, you know, no shade against anybody because anybody for the culture that's doing it from a genuine place, I support. But we had a lot of that performative, uh, what you want to call it, performative uh, allyship. There you go. Yes, and and that's what I have a problem with. But just being a parent right now and just having to have those conversations, it can get a little difficult. You know, he has gotten emotional a couple of times. He was like, well, why do we have to do this? You know, why do we have to protest? Like, why don't they just understand that, Mm -hmm. you know, we're important too? I was like, I can't, you know, that's something I can't explain, son. That's something that, you know, goes back generations. That's just something that's just ingrained in some people. And everybody is not like that. So I I always try to explain that too. you know, the younger ones, I can't really talk to on that level yet. I just try to, you know, let them know what's going on. But Christian, me and him, we have real conversations. Do you? And even with seeing like the, for Juneteenth, for example, Mm -hmm. last summer. We had a conversation about Juneteenth and what it meant, what it was about and how it came about. And he just got emotional. He was like, so you mean to tell me we were slaves? We were free. And they didn't even tell us till two years, two, three years later. And I was like, yeah. I was like, that's what you know, we had to create spaces to celebrate. Right. You know, Park is one of them. I was, we can drive around and see history. You know, when we drive, you know, 
places we tell them you know this park was created places were emancipated but they couldn't go to a hall or rent somewhere to celebrate because it wasn't allowed right I just but I feel like Christian is definitely like a different type of kid yeah, like I, I, I don't know what's in his future, but like it's just so beautiful to see, like even at a young age, like he has like humanitarian efforts. He's mm-hmm. passion, like his little passions. It's just so cute, but it's just like wow, like these kids really way more you know like they can pop out the womb and know how to work an ipad you know and it's like y'all weird (laughs) but it's a but at the same time it's such a beautiful thing and that's and that's why i was just kind of like how are parents having these conversations with their babies you know like to a point where they can understand because i feel like that would be my biggest um my biggest concern because but I think a lot of people try to paint kids as oh they're not going to understand it and it's like that's not true because yeah. like they get a lot more it's than what not, you think that's yeah because that's why I appreciate like you know we watch a lot of PBS like I know it's kind of corny but like it's Daniel not Tiger, they be having good documentaries um, it, it does but uh, we watch PBS Kids and Daniel Tiger is one of the programs that kind of explain, you know, social distancing and, you know, Sesame Street, you know, Sesame Street always keep it real, yep. you know, where they come to, you know, racism or, you know, whatever. So I always, you know, I like to, if they're going to, if they'll let you know, you know, what program is coming out, you know, what they're going to cover that way, you know, parents can opt out if they don't want to, you know, let their child see that episode. So series like that that explain you know on a childlike level you know what's going on using maybe a different scenario like maybe about riding a bike or about you know somebody being bullied because their fur is a different color and color you know things like that they kind of break it down on a level where kids can understand so we try to look for something like tools like that to Mm -hmm. explain to them And I'm glad you even said that because a lot of people feel like there aren't tools available, but there really are. If you look for them, I just feel like sometimes people don't want to take the extra effort into actually finding effective tools for it. And rather other people, other things, other people to teach their kid what, you know, and and then it's like, okay, whoa, this is not. Yeah, like, we had a situation you know. like that. You know, with the George Floyd. You know, they they broadcasted the funeral, uh, um, and they be there to guide them all the time. You know, they go to family members' houses and stuff. You know, we let them be kids. We don't just, you know, sit up here and lecture them all the time. You know, they're kids. So Noah you know, was at his grandma's house and he was like, well, why are they, why are they playing this funeral on the TV? That's for the church, you know? <laughs> and his grandma, like older generations really don't understand or know, you know, how to do it. They just kind of said in their ways. And I'm not saying everybody is, but it really kind of upset me. That she was like, oh, the person knelt on his neck and, until he died and killed him because he was brown. 
So Noah came home saying, I don't want to be brown, mom. I don't want that to happen to me. So I had to make a phone call to see, you know, hey, what's going on? You know, why is my baby talking like this? Right. She's like, oh, I meant to call you to tell you because I know you're good at, at explaining stuff like that. I just told him, you know, they killed him because he was black. So, ma'am. So that part me. I had to look up like resources and find something, which they did have a story, like a, a book, you know, mm-hmm. on one of the educational pages that I'm on on Facebook. It had a book you know, explaining to pre-K kids about the whole, you know, George Floyd situation, you know. So I looked that up, you know, read that to them, and I just, you know, kind of tried to pull up different stories or, you know, just explain to him about how powerful our people are. You know, I was like, you know, look, we invented this. We created this. And Christian was like, yeah, black people, the best people in the world. Come on, baby. <laughs> he was like, you ought to be proud to be brown. It's people that's trying to buy brown like you. And, you know, like, just Come speaking on, them up. So, <laughs> which I hate we had to do that. But, you know, it was a teachable moment. But that's also a thing a lot of parents, you know, have to deal with. You know, you're not the only one raise it. it takes a village to raise a child for one you're not the only one that's making an impression on your child so you have to know who you have your kids around you know what type of environment they're going to be in you know ask some questions make them comfortable with talking to you about things like that because had he not said that to me you know he could have just internalized that and just been feeling that way mm-hmm so we talked we were really big on talking about you know our bodies about you know you know, we're anatomically correct, you know, penis, vagina, breast, you know, they can use that terminology and not feel uncomfortable, like PPTT, all of that, which is fine, you know, if that's what you want to do. But I want my kids to know what's going on. You know, don't touch my penis, you know, mm-hmm. don't touch me here. Don't, I'm not going to, you know, so they can talk to me about it. Yeah, because it's just kind of like... I understand that people want to kind of like keep kids in the kids place with the little nicknames and stuff like that. But, you know, sometimes a lot of these kids are interacting with people who aren't from their community. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for instance, if some, you know, somebody had to talk to a social worker about the situation, you know, oh, they touched my cookie. What do you mean, Joseph? You know, like you got a cookie out of the cabinet? You know, like exactly. what, you know, like things like that, you know, instead of them actually, my penis, touch yeah. my penis, touch my breast, my chest, you know, things like mm-hmm. that. Like I'm totally here for it. I never forget, you had Popeye at the ninth grade center? Yes. <laughs> I never forget when Popeye was like, pee, pee, poo, poo. Tell your children that they need to know the difference. They need to say urinate and defecate. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, like who is this guy? Like, I think I love him. Like he's mm-hmm. crazy. <laughs> but um so well, did you ever were you ever a high risk? Uh as far as pregnancy, mm-hmm. yes, because of my weight. Because, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm only 5'2", you yeah. know, so technically I'm supposed to be 125 pounds. Whose BMI chart is that? Exactly. <laughs> so by the standard BMI index, I'm supposed to be 125 pounds. So with me not being that weight, 
my weight caused me to be high risk during my pregnancy, which I've never had any health issues. You know, they always ask if I have high blood pressure or diabetes, you know, just assuming that, you know, I would have that. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, nope, I don't have any health issues. I eat pretty healthy. You know, I'm just a thicker person. You know, naturally I'm, I'm pretty muscular tone, but you Mm -hmm. know, and on the heavier side, but other than that, you know, I've never had any issues, you know, during my pregnancies, except for, you know, and I was like, damn, I'm obese. Like they don't, they didn't even tell me. I just looked at it on my discharge paperwork. I was like, dang. Y'all <laughs> couldn't even, even tell me though. <laughs> <laughs> it was just on my discharge paperwork, like high risk due to uh, obesity during pregnancy. And I was like, that's rude. <laughs> the nerve. Me? Me? <laughs> me? Oh, oh, me. So, um, being a mommy and going through pregnancy, what type of support do you, is there a certain type of support that you kind of look for? Not just family-wise, but like, like mommy groups or something like that? Uh, well, I'm a part of a pretty large group on Facebook, you know, I'm not going to name it, but it's a pretty large popular group in this area. It's primarily white, you know, it's not a lot of, you know, there's a lot of black moms that are in it, but I don't really relate to a lot of the content in the group. Uh, but I am a part of that group just on Facebook, just to know like what current events are going on, you know, what's going on in the area, things like that, just to kind of stay updated. Um, even on a baby center, you know, I joined a community there. It's a website, you know, for moms and expected moms and, you know, current moms. Uh, but the support that really matters the most, like someone to call and say, hey, you want me to get the kids today? So you can just chill. Or Emory saying, hey, go, you know, go get your feet done. So, you know, just relax, you know, take a load off for a little while. Like that, that really means a lot as a parent, you know, if somebody acknowledged, you know, it's tough, like, just having kids and they always there it's like damn you want to eat again you still here i just saw you i just, I just saw you, you. No. what do you want I, mean, I, love I love it you know i don't i don't just up and take vacations without my babies and stuff you know even when we went to puerto rico we were talking about christian like he was our homeboy not like he was our baby and he was probably two how many years ago was that that was like what six years ago wow but that's all i remember all emory was talking about chris like i, I would walk in and he'd be showing pictures and videos like yeah he did this and that i'm like damn we in a hole Let, oh. let's enjoy ourselves right <laughs> but the baby's on the brain yes so Aww. but yeah just that little bit you know because i have a lot of family but i don't have a lot of familiar support mm-hmm. you know my stepdad's family is a big help when it comes to the kids Emery's family is a big help when it comes from the kid, you know, to the kids. And, you know, they can say, call me and say, hey, can you bring the boys by and let them spend a night? And I'll be like, of course, we on the way already. Like, <laughs> I'm not even going to stop the car. I'm going to keep it rolling. They're going to jump out. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll be sitting there looking crazy with nothing to do when I go home. <laughs> right? So, like, what advice would you give, like, a first-time mom? <laughs> A first time mom. So you're going to want to do everything by the book. You know, it's you bring a life into the world, which is a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it, it is something to have a lot of 
thought, you know, go into. It's a lot of things to consider. You know, I would just say maybe ease up a little bit, you know, let people come in and help you. Don't try to do everything on your own. Um, it's okay to make mistakes. You know, babies are pretty resilient. I'm not saying just drop them, but you know, babies are pretty resilient when it comes to, you know, mess ups. Like we didn't know Christian had so many allergies. We gave him, you know, just some gas drops and it had something he was allergic to. And we went to the emergency room and that was the first night, you know, since we had had him that we had a drink. So I was crying. I had all this mom guilt. I'm like, if I would have just not drunk, I would have known, you know, mm -hmm. not to get this, even though we didn't even have any idea he had allergies. He was a baby. The doctors just kind of laughed at us because <laughs> he can see, you know, that the panic. deer in the headlights, like, take my baby, what's wrong with him? You know, <laughs> he didn't even, they didn't even bill us because it was just like, we were so new and green and it was just like, you know, hey, just don't give him that anymore, mm -hmm. you know when he gets older and you start giving him different things, you'll be able to figure out what might've caused this, but he's fine. Oh, well, I mean, that was a relief, <laughs> but it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy give is real. It's really real. It, it is really real. Cause that kids were gone the better part of the week. And, you know, we had everything going on with the apartment flooding and being in, you know, in the hotel. And I still felt bad, you know, for asking people, Hey, can the kids spend a night so they can just kind of stretch their legs out a little bit while we in this hotel until our apartment is ready. Because it's just like, okay, well I'm here. They could have been here with me, mm -hmm. but I know they want to, you know, they're kids. They want to get up. They want to play. They want to move around. They don't want to be restricted to, okay, somebody might be below us. Somebody might be on the side of us. Y'all keep it down, quiet down. Just bring one to it. We don't want to bring too much stuff here. Right. So, <laughs> so yeah, mom guilt is real, but first time moms, I would say, you know, let people help you, you know, loosen the reins up a little bit. Let your spouse know exactly how you're feeling, what's going on. You know, don't ignore signs that could possibly be postpartum depression. You know, if you're feeling sad, you know, and not wanting to be around your baby, you know, it's many different signs. And, you know, it's not always as extreme as one to harm your child or right. yourself. But, you know, it's mental you know, health is really important especially when you're caring for another life. Well, I just want to say thank you. And I think that was really, really good. I still don't know if I actually physically want to have a kid. but <laughs> Well, you know, my uterus works and it's all I know. to you. <laughs> See, this is why she's freaking amazing. Oh, my gosh. Because I actually have a friend that was a surrogate for her aunt, too. Mm -hmm. So it's a beautiful thing. And that is why one of the many reasons why I love you and the boys. But and just e. catch me before I'm 35 because I, I can't. I, I'm already got the obesity on there. I can't stand seeing Girl, it. I'll be all of it. No, if they put it on for geriatric. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> we'll work it out. Okay. But, <laughs> but thank you. Um, guys, this has been another episode of the Trillionary Podcast. Make sure you guys follow me at T-R-I-L-L-K-I-N-S-E-Y on Instagram. And, yeah, leave a comment. Fucks with me. 
you know, and I fucks with you. Um, be the best human being possible in this world. Um, even with what she said, if you need help, don't be afraid to ask for it. Um, I can tell you Talkspace.com, if you don't have, you know, immediate access to a therapist, Talkspace.com, use the discount code The Read. That's putting money in Crystal and Fury pocket. I know, <laughs> but one day I want to get there too. But if you need that, like that's there. They have therapists on hand. Like you can text, chat, um, anything. Um, mental health is extremely important and we need it. Um, you need yeah. someone to put this weight on. But um, but yeah, I thank you guys for listening. Um, be good to your neighbors and be good to yourself. And uh, I was trying to think of something funny. I ain't got it. WAP is gold! Okay. Uh, <laughs> WAP is certified gold. It's only been out yeah. for a week. Yes! Mom's um, for WAP over here. <laughs> oh, you got proof, nigga! <laughs> but, all right, thank you guys so much. Bye.